This is Hung Overhand Right, and this is the UFC 292 preview show, and this is a big one. Yep, it's going to be real fun. And the only two voices you're going to hear on this preview, unlike the way we usually do it, it's just going to be me and Chad today. But we're still going to bring you all the analysis we possibly can. Pre uh, Picks, predictions, betting, and uh, we're going to do the main card, five fight main card, plus Weidman versus Tavares. And that is where we're going to start today. Chris Weidman, the all-American, former middleweight champ, as everyone knows, 15-6, and six, coming off of a loss. Yeah. But... He threw one strike and <laughs> snapped his shit off. Yep. Fighting out of Baldwin, New York. I believe he lives in South Carolina now. 39 years old, six feet, two inches tall. Brad Tavares, 19 and eight, coming off of two losses in a row, fighting out of Vegas. 35 years old, six feet, one inch tall. Um, this one is pretty simple to me. I mean, we don't really know what Weidman we're getting. Yeah, obviously, with the layoff and the injury, I mean, yeah, I mean it's been. See how long has it been? That was in, that was in April of twenty one. Yeah, so we're a little two and a half years. So, the thing for me is like, whether he comes back the way he good, like the way he was, or worse, I think the outcome is relatively similar. Yeah. I think Brad Tavares is going to piece him up. And I think Weidman, he, he's going to try to wrestle because that's what he was doing a lot in his, you know, up until the leg break and his few, the few fights before that, anyways. But Brad Tavares has pretty good takedown D. And. Yeah. I mean, he, when he fought Duplessis. Duplessis tried to take him down a bunch, and mm-hmm. he kept stuffing and stuffing. So, and I mean, he's he's got eighty percent takedown D. Weidman forty seven percent accuracy, and he shoots almost four takedowns per fifteen minutes. I guess there is a world where Weidman could just continue to shoot over and over and over. Yeah, but he, when he fought Amari Akhmedov two fights ago, he tried that. Mm-hmm. He got tired as fuck. Yeah. the The good thing for him is that. Akhmedov got more tired as fuck. Yeah. And so he won. Yeah. Well, both of their last wins are against Akhmedov. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just don't see – Brad's tough too. Like he's – he'll stand in there and bang with you. And I just – the only thing I can see is if Chris catches him because he's got power. Mm-hmm. And Brad's got – like I don't – we don't – I don't know – if I trust his chin all that much. No, he, he's been knocked out. How many times has he been knocked out? Four times. Um, all four in the UFC, obviously. I think he was like 3-0 and when he got to the UFC or 5-0. and But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he can be put away for sure. But Weidman at 39, you know, at, at 37, to me, he looked pretty slow. Yeah. He, he looked 37. And then now, obviously, 39, big layoff. I just don't – I don't know if I can see him having that type of power where that's likely to happen. I think it's obviously a puncher's chance. Anybody could do it, but I just don't see it. I think 
Do you think if he gets starches, he retires? If he gets I starched. Mean, most people, I would say yes, but I've, after the, the leg break and he still wants to do this shit, yeah. I just don't know. I wonder if the UFC would give him another one just because of the layoff and, you know, they could chalk it up to like, oh, it's just he was just off because he'd been so long since he had fought. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but they'd probably give him another one. And I could actually, if he, yeah, if he gets knocked out, I could, I could actually see him fighting again, honestly. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, I guess if, especially if it's quick, you're like, I didn't learn a whole lot from mm-hmm. what I can do and all that. So I, I mean, he shouldn't, in my opinion. I've never been just an absolute fan of Weidman. I always thought like, Hey, it's a good fighter, you know, former champ. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just these these guys that are older and the leg break. I hate to see him just get. I hope he doesn't come out and just get absolutely. Yeah. You know. Starched. Yeah. I mean, I, Tavares. I don't know if he's got the stopping power to just one punch him. Yeah. But I definitely. I mean, I could see him chopping the leg down, which obviously, well, it's rear leg, so the the actual broken leg won't be there to kick, but the other leg, mm-hmm. chopping that, chopping him down, kicking him to the body. And it eventually finished him. I don't know if it'll be one punch, first round finish necessarily, but they're both orthodox. So I mean, you know, yeah, it's a tough one. I honestly, I didn't even really pick one, but if I put, I put IDK. Yeah, IDK, and then I had an arrow pointing towards Tavares, saying I'm probably leaning towards Tavares. There's a lot of question marks. Yeah, even with Tavares, I mean, he's been he's lost two in a row. His last one he got knocked out with a knee. Yeah. Against Bruno Silva, he he to me like he looked pretty good, and then he got need yeah. and died. Yeah, and even the the Drickus one, he I thought he looked good until Drickus like chilled out a little bit mm-hmm. and was wasn't as crazy, and it was like Drickus landed like three punches and Tavares was just gushing blood everywhere. Exactly, yeah. Because at the beginning of the fight, Duplessis was. I mean, looked, looked like horrible. he just lunging, just yeah. <laughs> chasing him around the octagon. It was crazy. And although him being more patient still looks just awful to me, it was it looked a lot better. Well, Tavares, even in an interview, was like when he was asked about how was it, what was it like fighting Drickus, and he goes, "Dude, I didn't know what the hell he was throwing at me." Yeah, like it, it's so weird. He like just walks. Yeah, he just and, walks like, at just, you and. Next thing you know, you're getting hit, <laughs> and yeah. you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um, odds, Tavares, plus 260. He actually, yeah, I mean, Weidman, plus 220. Weidman's actually been bet down from plus 275. Okay. So there's some people. Probably from, some homers coming uh, down. Yeah, I guess. I mean, July 25th to now, he's come down to plus 220. Um, I, I like. Personally, I like Tavares uh, with the parlay. Yeah. And even Tavares inside the distance. I don't think the bookies are going to make that inside the distance number super spectacular because they don't really trust Weidman. Yeah. I'm sure. I don't think anybody, I mean, could really, outside of his corner, trust him. Like, yeah. What? Because we don't know what's in his mind the, after the first leg kick he takes or mm-hmm. decides he wants to throw, you know? There's just no way. I mean, I, I've broken my leg, and his was worse, but I've done something similar, and it's something that you kind of – like I did it in hockey, obviously. And yeah. getting back out there, like I felt pretty good, but there was a couple times where I'm like, 
you, you plant on it and you kind of your body like doesn't want to mm-hmm. like you, you're you're not consciously thinking about it but your body kind of like it's like i don't know yeah I'm not sure yep, you know? you're like your subconscious just saying hey are we we don't know if we trust this anymore because it right. failed you and it was such a catas- catastrophe when it yep. when it did it it ugh. it kind of it gets kind of tattooed in your psyche a little bit oh yeah when something like that just like so disgusting when it snapped and in front of millions of people yeah that, that wasn't that the first ufc like full capacity after covid I'm pretty sure it was i think it was yeah yeah so it's like big deal and literally the first strike of the match yeah now he, he did do a grappling match he lost to a big jacked fucker yeah but so he, he had a little bit of a you know tune up i guess so to speak but um Topology boats. I would assume it's, it's going to be, yeah. Well, it's not as bad as I thought. But. 717 boats, 69% Tavares, and 61% of those are going by decision. That is how he wins a lot of his fights. Yeah. So I could see that, but man, it's just Weidman's got, he got face planted by Reyes. Mm. He got knocked out by Jacare. I mean, that's. Yeah, that one's on, and he—I mean, he fought. He's fought some killers. Yeah, yeah. on there, you yeah. know, especially when he was, even when he was, Weidman. Like Weidman was Weidman. He he fought killers and and lost. And yeah, but I he's mean, also beaten some big names too. The, I mean, these are the he Akhmedov, not a big name, but before yeah. that, Reyes, Jacare, Kelvin Gaslam, Gegard, Romero, Rockhold, Vitor, Machida, Anderson. Yeah, that's I mean, a it's, hell of a fucking yeah. lineup right there. Yeah, what are you what are you uh betting wise, what are you what are you thinking? I don't see honestly, I don't I'm not that intrigued on betting either side. Either side. Like that's yeah. why I didn't even really pick one. Normally I pick somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean and I am leaning like if you want to parlay Brad Tavares, mm-hmm. I could I could see that, but I'm not The the number of Weidman's come down, I I don't think it'll keep coming down, but keep an eye on that because it's already it's already come down a decent amount. Maybe fight week, people think he's gonna have one more. Oh, well, you more might ride. get the yeah the whole the casual better sees. Oh, I know this guy. Mm-hmm. You know they watched him when he was Weidman. You know, right? And they start hammering down on him. And I personally, I like Tavares even at minus two sixty for a parlay. But if he gets down into like anything minus one anything i'm gonna hammer it because yeah. that's that's a good price with all things considered as far as method i'm I'm leaning tavara's probably tko that's that's what i keep every time we we're as we're talking about it, i'm just thinking it's he's gonna finish him yeah I just think. so maybe you know inside the distance obviously he's probably safer but i don't really see tavara subbing him no so you might just just hit the the KOTKO Tavares if you want. Yeah. Anything else there? Oh, I'm good. That All one right. makes me feel sad. Yeah, little. I don't I don't think it's gonna be a happy fight to watch. Next up, Neil Magny versus Ian Machado Gary. Neil Magny, the Haitian sensation, twenty eight and ten, coming off a win over his doppelganger. Phil Rowe, <laughs> fighting out of Illinois. I thought he was a Colorado guy. 36 years old, 6 feet, 3 inches tall. Well, he Ian Machado Gary, the future, 12-0, and 0, obviously. 
coming off of 12 wins in a row. Yeah. He's <laughs> believe pretty believe good. it or not. <laughs> Fighting out of Ireland, 25 years old, and also six feet, three inches tall. Um, I think, I think this, uh, I, Neil Magny, of course, took this on like a week's notice. Yeah. Like literally like a week before the fight or maybe a week and a half or something. Yeah, I think it was almost two weeks. I think I have yeah. it written down here. And normally there would be a concern with cardio in that situation. Mm-hmm. But f- for me, I'm a lot less concerned with Neil Magny. Yeah, I put down be. has a tank even with even with the short notice. Yeah. So I think he's going he's gonna to be prepared. And I actually think he's going to be a tougher fight for Ian Gary stylistically than Jeff Neal would have been. Yeah, Jeff Neal a lot shorter and likes to box. Yeah, would have stood in yeah min bang with him, and but and doesn't have the gas tank like no. Magny does. No, Neil Magny. I mean, he's he, I think he's going to make this one as ugly as possible. He's going to crash forward. He's going to clinch. He's going to oh yeah try to be try to trip him. It's anything mm-hmm. anything to get in the clinch. Avoid obviously Machado. Gary has real nice striking. Good yeah. Good pop on his punches. Good kicks, and he's. He's kind of got the Connor thing. I mean, he's he's really good at just barely being out of range. You know, mm-hmm. people throw big hooks, and he's just barely out of range. Yeah, he's very good with distance and yeah, his timing and everything. And I put on here that Magny would have to make it dirty. Yeah, um, because I also put that sometimes when, like we saw it in the hoodie fight, uh, Keenan Song, mm-hmm. he gets a little happy and excited and gets a little sloppy. He got clipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just hung out in. You know he he's, he likes it at kicking range, and he can he's got long punches, so he can get to you without you being able to get to him, or mm-hmm. he can at least you know pull out of range. But he kind of hung out in that boxing range, threw a body shot, and just kind of hung out there, tried to post on the guy's head, and then just bang. Yep, left hook. And you know in the corner after that, he he was like, I, I know what I did, I fucked yeah, up, I fucked I, up. Yeah. threw the body shot, stood stood right in front of him too long, so like. I think, you know, obviously Ian Gary's going to keep fighting tougher and tougher guys, but I think he's going to keep being better, obviously. Oh, yeah. Because he, he just seems like he gets better every fight. The, the Daniel Rodriguez one. Oh, yeah. I, we were sitting here, and I don't think we all thought it was just going to be. Not that quick. No. He just looked in control of uh-huh. that fight. Um, odds on uh, Ian Gary, minus 370, plus 295, Magny. There hadn't been a whole lot of. I mean, this this thing opened at, on August tenth, so what, two days ago. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the short notice. I mean, it went, it was minus four hundred immediately, dropped to minus six hundred, and now back up to minus three seventy. I think some people will probably bet Neil Magny in the next, you know, until up until the fight happens. I think there'll be some money coming in on Magny just because that the two ninety five price. And I think it'd be a lot closer if he had a full camp too. Yeah, like, for sure. I I think my pick is Ian Gary, but I think it's going to be a pretty close decision. I think yeah. Magny's going to make it dirty. He's going to again try to clinch him, try to just make it as ugly as possible. But I think Ian Gary is going to just touch him a little more, a little, and touch yeah, him I enough to win win on the card. He's only been I think knocked out once. Magni. Yeah, I think it. I could be wrong, but I thought he only got. He's only been like knocked out once, but he's been subbed several times. Two knockout losses. Two six, knockouts. Six subs. Yeah, I got subbed by Burns. Subbed by Shavkat. And not and not 
any slouches he's getting, you no. know, subbed by. No. But I don't know if, you know, Machado, Gary is going to. No, and I, I don't, gonna sub him I don't think he's going to want to want to even play that game. No, I don't think so either because I mean Magny's good on the ground. He mm-hmm. just he's gone against some some studs. But I'm saying I I don't know. I think if he does finish him it would be, you know, probably help that he's coming off a two two week fight notice or short notice. You're that, saying if if Ian Gary finished Magny, yeah, it would look better that, for Magny that I think because of the short notice. Yeah, it'd probably look a little bit better. The UFC would appreciate it for sure. Yeah. They want Ian Gary to obviously be the fucking star. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. They're they're definitely – I think they're doing a good job, too. They're not kind of – Finding the shitty guy like Chris Moutinho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I, I like that they're throwing some, some solid guys at him. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the well-known or casual person would know, but solid fighters. He's definitely – I mean, this is a test, like – even I mean Jeff Neal too. That's that's a big step up from D Rod, and D Rod was a big step up from Keenan Song. Oh yeah. So I mean, they're they're not just completely slow rolling and and just like inch by inch little little steps. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm also glad they're not jumping them from like you know top fifteen to yeah top five or yeah. something. You know. Yeah, but him and like fucking Usman or something. Yeah, like that'd have been. Way too much, probably way too early, you know? Topology votes, 257 votes, oh, 91% wow. Ian Machado, Gary. And how much by? 69% KOTKO. Really? That's that's a little bit too big of a number for me, I think, percentage I was That's surprising. I didn't think it would be that. I thought maybe it would be mostly decision. Yeah, Magny's 9%, or yeah, 9%, 65% of them decision for Magny. I think yeah. I'm going to go Ian Gary decision. I picked him too. I said it's his time. Yeah. I think betting, I, I don't I don't like plus 370 at all. I don't like that number personally. I think it may be a stay away for me, but maybe. maybe or minus o- 370? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It may be a stay away or an over. Or if you get a real nice price on – Gary by decision, mm. that's probably what I would be looking at. But just a sprinkle on that because I don't – it's just hard to tell. Yeah, I don't know if I'm just – yeah, I would probably stay away from that. I mean, too. Ian Gary's been preparing for somebody a lot different than Magny also. For sure. yeah. So it's it's kind of a short notice fight for both of them. Exactly. It's just one's going to be in better shape than the yeah. other, you know. Yeah. But – also, I mean, Ian Gary did call out Magny before Jeff Neal. He got Jeff Neal. Yeah. And he's been wanting to. He even had that little, I don't know if you saw it, that little video he put on Instagram where he was getting a call from his agent. About Magny? About, about or, Jeff Neal. Yeah, Jeff Neal quitting out. or pulling out or something. I didn't know. I saw that it was a thing. I didn't watch it, though. Yeah. He was, I don't know, he said some. he pretty much called Jeff Neal a bitch. And then he said, I wonder if this is God's way of, putting what I've been asking for in Neil Magny. And then the next day they announced Neil Magny. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I was like, oh, all right. I saw Ian Gary's, he made shirts with uh, Jeff Neal's mug shot on them, and it said the future underneath it. That was, and he was selling them. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a low blow, but pretty funny <laughs> yeah. too. 
That I mean, it's pretty funny. I like joking that shit. That's that's fucking funny. Um, yeah, I mean, like numbers wise, I mean, Magny. I mean, he's not much of an offensive wrestler. He, I mean, if he, if he gets on the cl- in the clinch and it gets to like a scramble, yeah. obviously he can take you down. But forty one percent takedown accuracy, and Gary sixty three percent takedown D. I, I don't. I definitely don't see Gary shooting, so I don't no. even think we need to talk about his numbers offensively. But no, I don't. I don't. This this fight's not going to the ground. They're gonna. No. And like I said, I think Magny and you said that it's gonna have to. He's gonna have to make it dirty. Put him up against the cage. Maybe Magny clenches him and like jumps on his back, something. drags him down, or something. Maybe that's yeah. that's the only way I see it touching the mat. But I just don't. I don't know. The only way. I, I just see Ian Gary winning this unless he gets into that sloppy, excited, and he, Magny kind of pulls him into that, that war kind of like thing. Mm-hmm. But I, just, yeah. I, don't, I don't see it happening. He, needs a, he definitely needs to stay, just stick to his, his style and his game plan. Keep it long, keep it on the mat, or keep it on the feet. Yeah. Anything else there? No. Nah. I Next pick Gary. Up. Yeah, I'm going Gary too. Decision. Marlon Vera versus Pedro Munoz. Marlon Vera Chito. Twenty eight or twenty two eight and one. Coming off a loss. Uh fighting out of California. He's from, from Ecuador, fighting out of California, thirty years old, five feet eight inches tall. Pedro Munoz, a young punisher who's thirty six. Twenty and seven. Uh coming off of a win. Fighting out of Coconut Creek, Florida, originally from Brazil, 36 years old, five feet six inches tall. This is a, I think this is a close one. I, at first, I kind of thought it was going to be closer, but that it depends. I, I don't think we're going to get the same flat Cheeto no. we got against Sanhagen. I think he he looked. Yeah, he looked like almost just not there. He's always like, a slow starter, but he looked like he just was like a never starter. In that yeah, fight. I mean, he, <laughs> he just didn't start at all. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, it was it was kind of weird as we. I remember watching it and just being like, "All right, you're gonna do some, do something." Yeah, <laughs> like, what the hell? It wasn't just Sandhagen wrestling him that made that not close. I yeah, mean, that's just, why the, the no whole him thing. losing to a split that was weird to me. Like yeah. it shouldn't have been a split. That card was that one score card was dog shit. Yeah, it was stupid. It was Munoz. I mean, he Munoz, dude. He's got like the most stumpy little arms and legs. Like he's only two inches shorter than Cheeto, but he's got five inch reach disadvantage. Yeah, and his legs are tiny. And he, I, I think he's probably I don't know this, but he if there's a a stat out there that keeps track of most missed low kicks in UFC history, it's him. <laughs> yeah. It's 100% him. Yeah. Because he's got such short little legs. He uh-huh. has hard low kicks, but he has a hard time landing them. Um, oh, the guy can crack. Yeah. I mean, we saw that with when he knocked out Garbrandt. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He can stand and strike with people. I mean, the guy can bang. And we saw, I don't know, like when he fought O'Malley, there was that no contest with the eye poke and everything. Yep. Which that one... Uh, that one was frustrating. Like I know he got poked in the eye, but at one point he was showing the referee the other eye that didn't get poked, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this guy saw how the first round was going. 
want it out. Yeah. I'm not saying – you don't want to call any fighter a quitter or yeah. anything, but I don't know. Because Sean, he didn't touch Sean at all that first mm-hmm. round. Sean was hitting him. Yep. And he just happened to do one of his little – you know, he was charging in, put his hand up like this, and he ducked in, and it, it grazed his eye, and he said it scratched his cornea. Now, I've never been poked in the eye like that or anything like that. I'm sure it sucks ass. Oh, yeah. But – it's kind of skeptical when you're showing the referee the wrong eye. He was probably, I mean, he just wanted to live to fight another day. Yeah. Probably. And O'Malley came out in an interview and said that, you know. Yeah. He's like, he saw how the first round was going and he didn't want to get put on a highlight reel, you know. Right. Obviously, we don't know if that would have happened, but. Yeah. Um, what? So, first of all, they, out of their combined 15 losses, they have all been by decisions. Yeah, none of them. Either one of them never been knocked out or subbed. Yeah, and what the the thing I'm I'm my pick is is Cheeto, mm-hmm. but what I'm worried about is the fact that Pedro Munoz is he, he pressures you, he goes forward and pressures mm-hmm. you, and you know obviously low kicks and he throws big punches, and Cheeto especially in the first round. I mean I, he he's basically never winning until he wins. Yeah. Like, every time. He, he loses every first round. Sometimes he's losing the second and he knocks you out. Or even, like, against Frankie, like, he may maybe won the second round, but he lost the first round and then he finished him in the third. And so I'm just worried about Munoz pushing forward and Cheeto being okay with going backwards and just shelling up the whole first round, losing it. And then, and then when he decides to get going. It's too late too late or just realizing that he's not going to blow him out of the water either way and yeah. he just waits too long. Yeah, sometimes it is like he's – I think what that whole thing is Cheeto's downloading information, but he's using fucking Windows 1. and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah. And it's it's worked for him a lot of times, but you start getting to the, these guys and it's just – it's hard to make it work. Yeah, and the thing is – Pedro, like he, he can make it dirty too. Like he'll, when he rushes in, and he'll f- fuck around and Good get grappler. you in a guillotine real fast. He's, he, guillotine, he has so many guillotine wins; it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, statistics. Like, let's look at the statistics first. I mean, really, nothing. I mean, not too much different in the strikes landed. I mean, Cheeto or Pedro lands a little over one more strike per minute absorbs a little less than one more mm-hmm. um grappling i mean they both shoot 0.5 for one of them 0.6 takedowns per 15 20 percent takedown accuracy for munoz is not pretty 81 yeah. percent d that's good cheeto's only 40 percent accuracy so i don't know i don't know if either are gonna grapple unless they're getting beat up yeah and if they do grapple because they're getting beat up, I don't know if they're going to take the other one down. Yeah, the only time I, I'm seeing this, like, is if it gets pushed to the fence and Cheeto backs up and shells up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then Pedro tries, under. Yeah, tries to shoot. Cheeto fucks around, leaves a neck open or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the odds are minus 180 Cheeto, plus 155 Pedro Munoz. Cheeto, he's only – he's open 170 and he's come down to 180 so or went up to 180 so not not too big of a difference there a little bit of action on Munoz but I mean I guess 
I mean, I guess this is a little closer to 50-50 probably. Yeah. And so maybe taking a shot on Munoz, sprinkling on that. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think, you know, putting a little bit down on Munoz would would be too scary. No. Or even a bad bet. Because he could very easily. Edge one out on a decision. Yeah, and, win the first two rounds. Yeah. And, and then Cheeto's fucked because he's trying to, yeah. you know, she's going to try and highlight reel him or find something, but right. he may not be able to, you know, because Munoz has got some, what, eight losses, seven losses? Mm-hmm. and But they've been to some motherfuckers. He went on that two-fight skid to Dominic Cruz and Aldo mm-hmm. when they were both, you know, pretty damn good, or Aldo was. Cruz looked really good in that yeah. fight. This day. At least the last two rounds he looked really good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see any anything wrong with going with Munoz there. You know, just putting something on there. I think I picked Cheeto because I think I don't think we're going to get. A, I just don't see it happening with. Cheeto. I like Cheeto. I think he's he's a killer. Mm-hmm. He's got. He's surely he's going to be a little more fired up. Yeah, because he got dud. a little bit of uh, flack. Yeah, for the way he came out against Hanagan. I don't think he liked it. I like Cheeto. I think he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Some of the shit he says. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think uh, I don't. I don't hate putting stuff on Munoz either. I think we'll look at the topology votes in a second. I think I've convinced myself that I'm going to officially pick Munoz by decision. But I think this one could also be razor thin decision. Yeah. Like a clear Munoz first round, and then. Toss up second round and a Cheeto third round type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's a bad bet at all. Tapology votes. Wow, it's kind of surprising. Yeah, uh, six hundred seventy-two votes, seventy-nine percent Cheeto, and seventy-one percent of those by decision. I mean that the decision makes sense. I figured it'd be a little closer as far as who they're picking, but I'd say definitely. Decision. Ninety percent of Munoz voters are picking decision. Yeah, yeah I think just the lock of the century is like fight goes the distance. Yeah, I don't like s- just it's going to not be a pretty number, but you can just lock that one in. I think, and uh, maybe either. I mean, whoever, whatever side you're, you're looking by decision. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad bet either way. I mean, obviously. Cheeto's got that some wild shit he can throw that once he you know in the end of the second, beginning of third, whatever it is, he could he could find something a hole in something and finally turn it on and catch him with something. But it's just Pedro's he's just tough to play. Yeah, he's away. tough as never, shit. I mean, never been finished. He's thirty six, so obviously at any time his chin could get get cracked. But yeah. I mean, oh yeah, you just wake up once you pass thirty five and. All of a sudden, your chin's just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. We're recording this before the Luke Dos Anjos fight, so we'll see. Anything else there? No. I think we're good. Co-main event. Wiley Zhang, or as some people say, Zhang Wiley. I don't know which one's yeah. your first name, which one's your last name. Versus Amanda Lemos. Wiley Zhang. Her nickname's Magnum. I don't. I didn't even know that. I didn't either. <laughs> that doesn't even have a good ring to it or nothing. Yeah. 23 and 3, coming off two wins in a row, fighting out of China, 34 years old, 5 feet 4 inches tall. Amanda Lamosh, Amanda, 
A Mandina. A Mandina. A Mandina. 13-2-1. Coming off two wins in a row. Fighting out of Brazil. 36 years old. 5 feet 4. The fact that she is 36 years old and obviously two years older than than Wiley is, is kind of weird to me. Like, Yeah. It's... Considering she has way less fights. Mm-hmm. And... I guess I'm just gonna say it right right off the bat. I'm I'm picking Lamos to win. Really? Yep. Really? What pi- uh Lamos is she's she's obviously a Muay like Muay Thai. Yeah. Like, you know, even the way she stands, the mm-hmm. way she throws punches and kicks. And she's gonna be taller than Wiley and mm-hmm. rangier, and the thing is Wiley likes to play that range game too. Yeah. And you know, Lamos is she's really good at she 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 stays at kicking range and she's really good at moving to always be at that kicking range mm-hmm. always. You come out, come forward, she's backing up like it's just which obviously a lot of fighters do that, but she's really good at keeping it the range she wants. And then you try to crash forward and she's really good at at clinching, grabbing a clinch and turning you up against the fence, and she can grapple a little bit. And I just think Wiley's going to try to play the range game with her. And I'm not saying it's going to be like a blowout by any means, but I think Lamos is rangier and hits harder and hmm. can hang with her in the wrestling department. I mean, she has 81% takedown D. Obviously, although she has fought some good girls, you know, I'm talking about Lamos yeah. now, has fought some good girls not obviously the level that Wiley has fought, but 81% takedown D. She's good on the mat. I mean, I, I'm just, I don't know. I just think she's going to win. I think she's going to probably win a decision. I, I'm i on the other side of that. I just think Wiley Zhang, Zhang is an absolute monster. Yeah. She's a... She's just built different, mm-hmm. you know, she's, and she'd probably be. She was probably hand built in a lab. Oh yeah, in China, <laughs> maybe like, she. In she bulk. would be practically undefeated. I think only Rose. if it weren't for Rose, she would only have one loss, and that was her first fight, her professional fight ever. Yep. Yep. She'd only have one loss if it wasn't for Rose, and mm-hmm. that second fight against Rose was arguably. She lost, Col- a, she like lost close. a Bo Ming. Bo Ming. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in China MMA League. She's 21 and 6, though. Hey, she's not bad. Um, anyways. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't uh, – I just think – I put down that um, Amanda is, you know, good on the mat. She has power. But she did – she got subbed by Andrade. Yeah. I mean, who isn't a slouch? Did you watch that one? I, I watched like the highlights and watched the whole fight it was like and everything. Standing, like they clinched. Yeah, it, it was weird. I mean, it was standing head and arm choke. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Andrade is kind of built like Zhang. That's true. Short, you know, not very. That obviously Zhang plays the outside a lot better than Andrade does, but mm-hmm. I th- and I just think Zhang's a, a better striker. I think she's just. I I put that she's good anywhere. She's got good wrestling. Um, I think when we watched it, I think she beat the living shit out of Sparza. 
Yeah. She absolutely mopped the floor with yeah, her. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah. Her last Carla's fight. just fucking <laughs> so slow. And yeah, which is so crazy that she's, that's how MMA, you know, math works is she beat Rose. You know, she's got Rose's number yeah. and, and Rose beat, Rose beat Wiley, Wiley Zane. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid how MMA does that. The, yeah. The Carla, I mean, you can almost fucking throw out the Carla Rose one. Yeah. Or two, oh, that was just. Yeah, that was. Yeah, so terrible. She she crucifixed, rear naked choked. Uh, Carla Wiley did. I don't even know. Crucifix. How the hell does that? I I don't. I have no idea, but she did weird. it. Yeah, she did it. I don't remember. I know she beat the shit out of her, but. I'm trying to put in my head how the hell do you crucifix somebody? And then... what, we need Dylan. Where's Dylan? Yeah, we did. <laughs> I honestly, I don't remember the specific. I, I didn't rewatch that one because I felt like that really wasn't. I just very remember in my brain it was an ass whooping. Yeah. But um, I mean odds minus two seventy five Wiley. So obviously people are agreeing with you. She she opened at minus five fifty. Wow, that's kind of surprising. I bet and, and Lamos just. Plus two thirty five currently. I bet her at plus two seventy, and it's come down since then. So, okay, I got a better number. I think, especially in a women's fight. Obviously, a lot of women's fights go to decision, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are close. Yeah, and so, especially that minus four or minus five fifty, that it seems crazy to me. Just considering the, the way that. Women's strawweight, especially mm-hmm. how the, how their fights go, a lot of times. I just kind of look at it as, and it could be that I am ignorant to the fact of of Lem, Lemos's, you know, pedigree. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I haven't watched a ton of her fights. I know we've watched her a couple times, but I'm not that familiar with her. Um, I know that she can, she's got power, and she can knock a bitch out. But I just. I know I've definitely seen enough of Zhang's fights where oh, I'm yeah. like I know what she can do, yeah. And that's why I'm so confident in picking her, and that's why I would bet on her. I I mean I'm definitely, it's not like the most confident pick I've ever had, yeah. But at the price, especially what I got her out to two seventy, I'm I'm comfortable with that. And I think if if Lamos does win, it's probably going to be like a Moreno Pantoja type of thing the challenger yeah. like barely gets a razor thin decision mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not we see another uh joanna zang fight where their head is oh, blows jang <laughs> wiley it's her turn though yeah. like she deserves it at this point <laughs> we actually do have some props on this one um the the over under set at three and a half looks like it's well it's actually it's weird it's my bookie's got it minus 128 for the over, DraftKings has plus 110 for the over. So huh. it's plus money to go over at DraftKings. So they think it's going to be under three and a half. And then it's minus 128 for my bookie. So they, they think it's for sure going over. That's kind of odd. Um, I think, I mean, the over. I think if you have DraftKings, listener, plus 110 for the over is not terrible. Plus 14. Hundred for, for Lemos by sub. Lemos by sub plus fourteen hundred. I mean, shit. I think, I think, I don't know. I guess a sub is is possible, but I, I think 
if you're going to hit a prop, like a method prop, it's Wiley KOTKO. Yeah, that's probably where I'm. If I'm going to do a prop, I'm. I'm Which is clearly the bookies are on to you if that's what you're trying to do because they got it at plus 1010 or plus 1010, plus (laughs) 110. And then the Lamosh KOTKO is plus 550. So, I mean, you're not getting a super great price on Wiley KOTKO. But, yeah. Um, let's fight. Fight in, ends inside the distance. Minus two twenty-five. That's I mean, that's a weird number to me too. Plus one sixty-five. Fight goes the distance. Like I don't. I don't hate that either. Let's look at the topology votes though. Wow. That's uh, seven hundred eighty-seven votes. Ninety-three percent Wiley Zhang, and sixty-one percent of those are KOTKO. So everybody thinks they're gonna stand and bang. I think I just I personally think Lamosh is better than people are, are thinking here. I mean she's she's been knocked out once and subbed once. Standing elbows to Leslie Smith. That's not a great look. How but that was also twenty seventeen. Okay. So Well she was probably just coming into this and Right. I definitely don't expect. Oh, that was her debut. Yeah, yeah, UFC debut. Yeah, I de- I definitely am not expecting like very many people to be on the same side as I am picking Lamosh, but that's what I'm going with, and especially with the plus money, the way it it was originally, especially. Yeah. But I definitely can understand people picking Wiley. I mean, she's one of the goats in the weight class. So Oh definitely. Anything else there? Nope, I think I'm good. That's uh that's kinda crazy that it was that I didn't know yeah. I think it was gonna be that Lamo should mean plus four hundred. Oh, are you talking about the over under? Yeah. Or are you talking about the actual odds? The odds. Yeah, no, yeah. plus opened at plus four hundred, Wiley opened at minus five fifty. That's that's a big big number. Yeah, I didn't think it was gonna be that big. All right, main event. Aljermaine Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. Aljermaine Sterling, the funk master, 23-3. and three. He's won at least five in a row. That's all I got on here on Tapology, but probably more than that. Um, but what was last loss was Marlon Marais, wasn't it? Yeah, he got knocked out. Yeah. With some knee. Uh, fighting out of Cortland, New York, 34 years old, 5 feet 7 inches tall. Sugar Sean O'Malley, 16-1. and one. Uh, his, won his last fight, had a draw before that. Fighting out of Arizona, 28 years old, 5 feet 11 inches tall. Um, they have it as a draw there, but it was a, no contest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's no, weird. Okay, no contest, yeah. Um, I just am not picturing a world where Aljo doesn't, shoot takedowns for 25 minutes straight. Oh, yeah. Until yeah. he, or until he finds a finish. Mm-hmm. Right. I, like I put on here for O'Malley, I said, obviously, Crispy has some power, but can he get up when Aljo takes him down? Because Aljo's going, going to get him down. Yep. Okay. And even Sean's been working at his wrestling stuff, and he doesn't have bad, you know, I don't think his, his uh, takedown defense is that bad. 60%? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, he he, he took 
Piotr Jan down when they fought. Yep. He snuck it in. I don't think Jan was ever expecting that. No. But um, Aljo might not expect that either. It's <laughs> very possible. But that was the big – my big question is, can he get up when Aljo takes him down without getting subbed, without giving his back up or anything like that? And then my question for Aljo was, obviously you're going to wrestle. Are you going to get that sub or are you going to fuck up and – Get caught with something because Sean is fast. Yeah, his strikes are fast, and they they pack a punch like a mean yep. power. Um, and he's he's very hard to hit too. Yes. So it's like, I just, I just don't, I don't picture it, and I don't think that Aljo should try to stand with him for very long. You know, not not for prolonged periods of time. Yeah. To. Oh, Aljo did say in a couple interviews, he's like, and I can do this on the feet too. I know I have the power. I know I can touch them. And in my head, I'm like, yes, like do that. Think that, yeah. Yes, (laughs) try that. I want to see it. I think, I mean, the power, I don't think he's got it, but I think Aljo is a little bit better striker than he gets credit for. He looks like, yeah. you know, he doesn't, it doesn't look great, but he's, he's hard to hit too. And he, He's really long. He he he's a good kicker actually, and but I still I he's going to be a lot less rangy and he has a clear advantage. Thing is, you look at his takedown accuracy; it's twenty four percent accuracy. But against like Cejudo, his last fight, he wasn't necessarily shooting to take him down all the time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he really didn't seem to care whether he got him down or not in mm-hmm. a lot of those sh- a lot of the shots he took it's just and especially against Sean who we've seen get tired in three rounders and he obviously the the Peter Yon fight he, his gas tank held up pretty well but if you're Aljo you got to think like I just shoot like a lot mm-hmm. and just put him on his butt even if he gets up 10 times Put him back down, up, down, up. You know that make him work as much as possible, and then obviously take away his best weapon. Mm-hmm. Maybe Aljo's pride gets the better of him, and he wants to strike with him. Maybe, but I I doubt it. He's a smart fighter, right? Why why all of a sudden decide you want to strike unless because they have beef? They yeah. don't like each other at all. Maybe Sean draws him into that type of fight. Yeah, but if Aljo's smart. He just fucking shoots 30 times. Yeah, no, he should, in my mind, my brain tells me Aljo's going to shoot, 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 and then pop, more than likely sub Sean. Yep. But my heart <laughs> wants O'Malley I, I to want, knock him out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I want Aljo, see, I'm not as much of an Aljo hater as like Seth specifically, yeah. but even you guys. Yeah. But. I I definitely would not mind him, Sean knocking him out into featherweight. Yeah, you know, just knock him over to that weight. Because you think either way he's going to featherweight. Yeah, I, he complains about the weight cut. He so I mean, much, and he's shredded right now. Yeah. Like it's That's crazy. The thing. I was actually I was thinking about this earlier. Like because of the short notice, like the quick turnaround. Yeah, which he hated. He said it a million times in the media. But because that of that, and basically because. He essentially knew about the fight as soon as he got done with the last one. Mm-hmm. Did he get less big than he normally would? 
so maybe the weight cut is a little easier this yeah. time because he's like, I know I'm fighting Sean in Boston in two and a half months or whatever. I'm not going to get as big. That may help him a little bit but with the weight cut. It's so crazy, though. He's so lean already. Yeah. It's not like he – like he blows up. Not like fat, though. Yeah, it's not fat. No. It's like water. Yeah. You know, and he's so lean. I mean, it's crazy. When he's sitting there showing his workouts and he's vascular everywhere – like it's almost like that Nathaniel Wood video where he's just yeah. got veins on his veins. It's yeah. it's nuts. Yeah. So I don't know. I know that's why O'Malley wanted it that a quick, quick. turnaround. Yeah. It's because well, he's cutting the so UFC's much. like we don't mind because we don't we want you to be the champ and we don't really like him that much. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so odds minus two sixty five Aljo. Um, it it opened at two twenty. It's kind of been up and down, up and down. The. I guess I'm a little surprised with the number, but I wouldn't. I mean, I don't. I think I was maybe expecting it to be a little like more like minus two hundred, a little closer to that number, but yeah. still a favorite, rightfully so. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I obviously like plus two twenty five. Sean, not a horrible number. Mm-hmm. I think if Sean's winning, it's a KO. Yeah. So bet him by KOTKO. We actually have some props on that, too. O'Malley wins KOTKO plus 350. So you get a little extra juice on that. Um, Aljo decision. The prop on him winning by sub for O'Malley. Plus 2,200. <laughs> God damn, can you imagine yeah. that? Put $22,000 on that or something. Jeez. Uh Aljo by decision plus one forty. I don't, I don't hate that, but I, that's probably not where I'm going because I could see a sub too. Yeah, and it very well could. I mean, that would suck if it's just a first round quick sub. Yeah, you know, because they're not sticky. You're sweaty. They're just he gets on his back real fast, and Sean just doesn't have a chance when he gets on his back because I, I if if Aljo gets Sean's back I don't think we're gonna see him fight off Aljo like Piotr Jan did no I'm sure he's leveled up his jiu-jitsu and his wrestling obviously but I just Aljo's he's fight smart and yeah he, he knows how to, he just knows how to win that's all he's ever done mm-hmm. even it's never been pretty but he just knows how to win. Yeah. I mean, even not being a fan of him, Shook still have respect for, you know, what he's done. When he beats people, he's usually mopping the floor with them, and nobody can stop him from getting their back. You know, yeah. it's just – it's it's nuts. Official pick for me is – I'll look at the topology votes, but I'm picking Aljo. 72% Aljo out of 828 votes. 66% of him by sub. Yeah. Not surprising. Yeah. I picked O'Malley just because I like O'Malley. And I'm not, again, I am not saying, I'm not saying I'm a a betting connoisseur. Do not take my advice. I'm doing this because I'm not an Aljo fan. And, I mean, of course, just like them, 78% of the, 28% of the voters said he's going to win by knockout. Yeah. That would be awesome. That's Sean O'Malley's fan base right there in Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I hope it happens. I mean, Sean's shown some 
some sparring videos and training videos, and he looks so fast. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. He's definitely getting better. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. And he's doing shit the right way, even though he posts videos on Instagram acting like he's fucking around. Yeah. He's he's not fucking around. (laughs) He's not fucking around. He's had, I mean, his last fight was October 2022. He's had a good chunk of time Uh to prepare for this. He knew. Oh, he knew. I'm sure he knew this was coming. Yeah. So he'll be ready, but I'm just, I'm picking Aljo to just drown him. Just drag him into the deep end. I'm, I'm thinking like. I, is O'Malley's gas tank going to be there? Because you see that with the strikers that can, that have that power, like quickness and timing, they some they're sometimes their their gas tank's not there towards yeah. the end. Well, especially when you throw as much output as Sean does. Exactly, he throws a and lot. Who knows? We might not see as much output because of that. Because That's true. one, he's worried about because Aljo's timings on his wrestling. Is immaculate too. Yeah. So he might Sean may be like picking his shots, and I don't think he's going to be throwing any of those crazy spins or you know I'm sure he's going to be talking shit and all that stuff. Yeah. That's just him. He's going to want to try to pull Aljo into into that slugfest yeah. for sure. He's going to want to make those, and he, when he does throw a shot, it make it count. Yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. I'm excited for that card. It's gonna though. be a fun one. It's gonna be a whole lot fun. We'll be here for it. Um, we're getting ready to in a matter of minutes podcast uh, RDA versus Luke. A. So by the time you hear this, should be out relatively soon after that. So go mm-hmm. check that out. And uh, at HOR Podcast on Instagram, at hungover, hungover hand right on TikTok. I can't even say our own name. <laughs> uh, like and subscribe on YouTube and. We'll see you next week for another preview and much more content aside from that. Peace. Later.